0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be telling you about the new Toy Story Land at Walt Disney World. Very exciting. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hello, everyone. Agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams.
1: Well, hey, howdy, hey. Ew! God. All hey, that's what Woody says. Oh. So it's I'm theming. Listen, no one wants.
2: No he one. also says there's a snake in my boot, and that would not
1: appropriate. That was going to be my sign off. Thank <laughs> you very much. That, I ruined, ruined it.
0: it. No one wants to hear from your Woody. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we're in a silly mood. We're in a
0: giddy mood because some of us got a chance to see the new Toy Story Land.
3: No, that's not true. That's that, because we did this before, and now we're all tired. Okay. I'm getting excited because I got to see Toy Story Land. I was the one at the table that wasn't invited. You weren't invited.
0: You could have went yesterday when it was opening day. And thundering and lightning. <laughs> and spent three hours in line. <laughs> so uh, Craig and I went to a preview. Craig was invited as media. I was invited as travel agent, travel trade is how they refer to it. And um, so we got a day, We got there to, to be there two days before the official opening. Um So what was nice about that, it was less crowds, obviously, and they did a little fun stuff for us. So our experience will probably vary from other people's who have to go on a day when it's probably going to be crowded and crazy. Let's start with where Toy Story Land is located. Craig, you want to tell them where it's located in the studios?
1: Yeah, so uh, if you walk in the studios from the main entrance, you're going to go about 200 yards straight down until you run into the Chinese Theater. And from there, you'll take a right, and you'll head downstairs like you're going to the back of Pixar Place where Toy Story Mania is located. This is
0: a little too Google Maps. right? (laughs) I was (laughs) thinking it's right before Pixar.
2: Yeah, Uh,
1: 900
3: steps. Head
2: right. towards the old Toy Story Mania exactly. and take a right. <laughs> That's
3: exactly what I was or like,
1: Who wants to be a millionaire? Right. I was just about to get there. So uh, Pixar Place, the reason why we're not saying that anymore is because as of yesterday, the sign is now down. Um, I believe I saw it on the night that we were there for the media event. Yep. And then yesterday, when I went for a little while, the sign is no longer there. So Pixar Place no longer exists. So now, as soon as you see Walt Disney Presents, you're going to hang a right. Back, the only way you really can go, and you will find right in front of you, Toy Story Land. Yeah.
0: The, that entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania is no more. It's been boarded up, um, which is kind of a shame because I always thought that was a nice street. I thought that was a well-themed mm-hmm. was area. So to, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but to kind of
1: lose it is weird. Yeah, the, Is the, it going to be it,
2: part of what's happening like, with Star? Because aren't you going to be able to enter... Star Wars world.
1: (laughs) Um, There's for the time being, it's going to be converted into backstage area. So uh, once he said uh, for
3: the time being,
1: yeah, well, there's anything can change. So with budgets and and how, how Disney just is in general, they might decide, okay, well we do need some extra pathways to help Mm -hmm. clear congestion. It might stay as backstage areas uh, for good. I, I, I love that space. It yeah, honestly yeah. was one of the most beautiful areas in the park. I, I think that they did take a lot of that heart and transported it over to like the baseline tap house area because mm-hmm. it has that same uh, brick feeling and just really, really classy. So it, it's a big loss, in my opinion, for the Pixar place. But it, there's more to come with Pixar. So they the might- monkeys are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, they needed the to be building. reused for. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Toy Story Land is actually on a spot that was backstage area. Um, they, take, they took part of their backstage and they've turned it into a whole new land. Um, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I think it's themed extremely well, I think it's pretty. Um, I had a chance to see Toy Story Land in Hong Kong, and that was a mess. That just looked like they literally just took whatever they found and dumped it, and it was sun-worn. You went, went through it with me.
3: I did. Uh, the other thing about that, um, it was landscaped, but the landscaping was new, which kind of made it look like, wow, look what we just all threw together. Yeah, it looked it didn't thrown look thrown all
0: It didn't look at all cohesive. So I thought the overall feel and the overall look of this was really great. Yeah. What about you guys?
2: So I, I got to go in last night. Um, yesterday was opening day, just for reference, because I know this isn't...
0: Right, we're not airing in exactly right. the right time.
2: But. Um, so I had been watching through the day and seeing the three hours wait to get in the land, and I was like, oh my God. Um, so I watched through the afternoon, and right around 6 or 6.30, I saw people starting to say there were no waits. So we headed over seven thirty eight, and knew we weren't going to get on anything because lineups were pretty long by then. Um, it was still over 200 minutes um, for Slinky Dog, Hundred and forty minutes for Alien Spin. One side was down, so uh, it someone was backed up.
3: Posted, I read on Twitter that that ride lasts eighty-five seconds.
0: Yeah. I have. I did an entire ride through. And was able to post it on Twitter. So you know it's not long. <laughs> you get a full ride through on right. Twitter.
2: Yeah. But, so. so we got to walk through. There was no wait when we got there. We did get to walk through. It was very, very crowded. Um, but I thought, you know, it was moving pretty good. I didn't feel like there was times where I couldn't. I wasn't stuck. Uh, I loved it. It just made me happy. Yeah. I, I got to say, and I think there's going to be that the generation like Craig's that grew up with toy story, maybe many of them remembering toy story as their first kind of Pixar or favorite Pixar movie. Um, And then for those of us in my age group where we raised our children on toy story. So there was a lot of nostalgia back there. And one of the, um, One of the gift kiosks, or the merchandise kiosks, was the old camper van. Remember the little Uh camper van with the little guy in the front that he's taking? I was like, oh, I had that. (laughs) So it was really, like, I loved it. And you see the the lights that were strong were Christmas lights. Uh There's an area where the army men were stringing the Christmas lights. Um, And one spot, it was a lot of um, those little... Those things you put together, like the Tinker Toys, is Tinker that, toys? that what they're yeah. called? Tinker and then Tinker there was notes. one area where it was a big pencil that was holding up the light. So it was just tons of. And I feel like every time I walk through there for the first several times, I'm going to see something, something new and something new, cool. something a little bit different. We actually have fast Pass for Monday morning, um, so we're going to go and spend a little bit more time in there and actually try to ride attractions and stuff. But for last night, I just wanted to get a feel for it, and I really liked it. I mean, it's not, it's not Pandora. Like I want to set. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to put your expectations up to Pandora because I had zero interest or expectation for Pandora and was blown away and continue to be blown away every time I'm in that area. Um, Toy Story Land, it's not that, but for what it is, I think it's been well done. Yeah, that's, I like
1: it. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Like uh, I've been getting a lot of flack from people thinking that I was being overly negative about Toy Story Land leading up to its opening. It wasn't that I was just trying to set the expectation levels because I think so many people believed that this was going to be on the same level as Pandora because it's the keyword that Disney is using and overusing uh, uh, over and over again, and that's immersion. And Pandora truly is an immersive experience in every way, shape, and form. You you truly do walk in there and believe that you are in a complete different place. Toy Story Land did not look like that as it was leading up to it with the pictures they were releasing and the concept art in general. And at least my opinion is it's not immersive. It is highly, highly themed. Uh, It is very well themed.
0: I give it like 95% immersive. I give it, like, if you're in certain areas, you feel like you're in a different land, but then you turn to the left and you see Star Wars land spires. See, I and do- You look to the right and you kind of say, well, there's a wall blocking the.
2: What number would you give it, Craig?
1: I maybe like the complete opposite, like 5%.
2: I would give it, I think somewhere around, I'd be in the middle, probably 60, 65%. Because I feel like in Pandora, it's not just what I'm seeing. It's what I'm smelling. It's what I'm hearing. It's what I'm feeling. So to me, that describes immersive more. um, Whereas with Toy Story, what I'm seeing is fantastic, but there aren't other senses being involved you know i'm hearing the toy story music which is nice I no i when couldn't smell smell under andy's bed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i had a teenage boy i know what it smells like under <laughs> there so so you wanted to be immersive
1: <laughs> well but that's i that's but what i agree with yeah. it, it ends it's, Kind of, it ends with the theming in terms of the immersion because the background loop is just uh, songs from Toy Story mm-hmm. and uh, there isn't those, the extra sensory effects. Uh, the cast members aren't making you feel like you're a toy like they do in Pandora, where they make you feel like a traveler um, it, to the, the world of Pandora. So I got a lot of
0: I got a lot of thanks for playing. Yeah and I thought okay that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird sort of <laughs> yeah. tagline to give the cast members. Yeah.
1: And it that is it not everything has to be super highly immersive yeah. but when you bill it as that and then it doesn't actually fit that that's where where the issue and disconnect is but
3: what do you think the age the demographic is for this? What do you think the target demographic is for this? I have an opinion. I I do too. Go Go ahead. Okay, you want me to go first?
2: You go first. I'll go first. I think it's, like what I said, I think it's the people who have the nostalgic um, connection to Toy Story. So whether it's the kids that grew up with it, I think the younger kids now because there's going to be more Toy Story movie coming out, a new one. um, I think it's kind of my age a little bit too because there's a lot of little...
3: Do you think um, the rides were designed with you in mind? Um, the attractions,
2: possibly, but probably not. But I don't think it. I, I think maybe I'm different because I don't really come from the point of view of attractions because I, they're not the focus for me. So maybe other people would feel differently. But no, I don't think I was. I think probably I, I have younger. a reason for
3: asking this. Good. My reason is you're talking about it not being immersive, and I think to myself, is it not immersive because you're an adult? I'm going to go. I'm going to take my opinion of
0: the demographic. I think there's no specific age demographic. I think, as Tracy said, if this is what you like and you like Toy Story, you're going to enjoy it. I guess my point but the is, ride- these,
3: well, uh, these attractions don't sound to me like they were aimed at adults. But however, ri- adults can certainly ride them and enjoy can, them. Can adults can ride almost everything into, and well, Can ride okay. anything. But I don't think rides or attractions. I keep saying rides. Attractions are aimed. at... These attractions don't seem to be aimed at adults.
1: I Kevin, I see where you're going with this and I do agree. If you were probably a kid maybe 3 to 7 8, you would actually feel like there is once you step in here there is nothing else and you are in you are truly in Andy's backyard. You see the giant 25 foot footprints and you you have that belief that you are you have shrunk down, and you're in this. Different I think world. that's actually yes.
3: my point. I wasn't belittling anything. I'm not no. suggesting that it's not aimed at adults or adults won't enjoy it. But we're talking about immersion as for adults. Yeah. And I don't know that this land is immersive for adults. But I think if you were,
1: yeah, if you're a, if you are a younger kid, you are going to believe under a that teenager.
3: You did that. I think you're going to feel there's it. one more
0: sort of level to this too, and this is my negative of it. But this will change, is that the trees and the foliage are all small? This is a new land; they've just planted
3: everything in there. So as that stuff matures, I think it's going to feel more immersive. That always makes it right. feel new and less than yeah. complete.
1: Yeah. Well, that's just that's where I know I want to shut it off. The critic side. When I was in there last night with uh, my wife, I was, you know, I I was just living through her, and she was like just lit up. So excited, so happy, and I can stop thinking about the little things on it. But when I'm in work mode, I'm thinking about the little things, and the little things are, well, we're in Andy's backyard, and the foliage doesn't match what you would expect in a backyard unless the grass was cut so, so tiny that it looked dead in there. And then little things like, okay, well... The summer.
0: It's not getting a lot of water. Yeah, well, it's-
1: and then also, like, you walk in and you see woody that's massive right away in front of you and buzz who's massive but then you also see their characters walking around in there who are much smaller and you're smaller as people so things like that just don't well, i level, think that but. was
3: true of honey i shrunk the audience area too i don't think that was a themed i don't think no, that don't was think immersive <laughs> for adults i mean i think sometimes From a you child's have to, perspective. i don't
0: again i I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. I can see the potential. I can see that it's going to appeal to a wide range of people. I think that adults taking kids are going to enjoy it as well as the Disney fan is going to enjoy it. So again, I don't think. I think it just needs the chance to mature to really be as yeah, immersive as I, some people
1: want. Yeah, and I, I will say that Slinky Dog dash is a very fun coaster um it's in my opinion it is in this gray area between barnstormer and mine train but then also big thunder mountain so it's a little it's definitely more intense uh and more thrilling than barnstormer and mine train but not quite as much as big thunder mountain railroad
0: someone said i posted a video and someone said oh it's going very slow And I said, when I was standing there, it didn't feel like it was going very slow around me. It wasn't Space Mountain fast.
1: Well, the the launches do actually go decently fast. I don't know the exact mile per hour count just sitting here. Um, The launches feel fast. The thing is that right after the launches, they do a certain roller coaster move where it just has enough speed to go up over the hill. So it feels like you're going to stall out. And that's not because of bad design or anything that's that's a tactic to help make it scary you're like oh are we gonna make it are we gonna make it and then you go so and hit
0: into it then you turn into a bank yep.
1: which just feels faster yeah and it also helps maintain the speed relies less on having to break you to slow you down so uh, there there are thrilling elements in it and with the sound effects that like when you first take off from the station you can hear the springs uh, sounding like coils as they're starting to bend and stretch and uh, you know, Slinky Dog's actually talking at certain points in the ride as you're going along too. So it it, it is a, a very fun ride, and I think I think now if I when I have kids one day, the first coaster I would want to take them on would be Slinky Dog Dash.
0: I thought the queue was great. I yeah. thought the queue was very fun way of doing it.
1: Oh well, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's just I mean, it's essentially boxes. It's Andy set up these boxes. Uh, from like the actual Slinky Dog uh, toy set and uh, and then other random boxes to help build the queue and using and the instruction manuals. Pages, and, yeah, yeah. And
0: coloring pages mm-hmm. and crayons and it's like he colored it in. So, so I, think it's ve- I think it was very well done. I did not ride Slinky Dog. Um, I went up to it and I looked at it and I thought, is it worth being in pain <laughs> to try this ride? And it wasn't for me. I knew I wasn't going to fit. I knew I wasn't going to be comfortable. But again, you know, I am not an average sized person. But I think that for your, did your legs fit, Craig? Yes.
1: This is, uh, I have complained about Mind Train from day one, that it was built way too small. And it, it really was. They have fixed that with Slinky Dog Dash. It was, it was actually comfortable to get in. I wasn't in, uh, I wasn't in pain or anything. And I will say, I, I don't, I'm not saying this in a mean way to anyone, but I did see a lot of bigger people. Uh, getting on it, so I think that it's it's ultimately going to come down to your level of comfort. Comfort, yeah. So one of the things that someone said to me was,
0: "You should have rode in the first car." That for some reason the first car had more space,
2: maybe more leg room. Maybe there. more leg room. Yeah,
0: I felt more. My issue was going to be side to side because right. there is a seat divider. Yeah. It's not uh, a tall okay. seat divider, but it's a little hump between the two people.
1: Yeah, like I, I genuinely believe, based on other people that I saw get on it, that. You would be able to ride. You just might not be comfortable for that minute and a half. Okay. So.
2: Would you say the seating is similar to uh, Big Thunder?
1: It, it, no, just Big Thunder doesn't have uh, a Defenders division a, in between uh, the right, two, they don't so you have can that slide device. back just, and so forth. So. It
0: looked a little to me more like uh, Splash, but not quite as deep.
1: Yeah, kind of like Splash okay. now that they've installed the the lap bars that come down in there where it's like, okay, well before I liked sitting in the middle, but now I have to choose a side.
0: What, what is the restraint system in Slinky Dog? Is it a
1: bar? It's a, it's a lap bar that pulls down, but it is a lap bar that has, uh, sides on it. So it's, your legs do have to fit in between. And that's another issue I have.
2: It sounds when you describe it to be, I don't know, more fun, funner, better (laughs) than, um, seven dwarfs. Well, Would you describe? Yeah, no, I. Cause uh, I might be in the minority, but I don't get the hype on that one at all. I've
0: never ridden it because every time I looked at it, I went, "Yeah, it's I tight." Am be I
2: miserable. find it tight, even like um, leg-wise, and I mean, I'm five foot nothing, so I, I'm not super comfortable in there. But I find the uh, the coaster itself, the attraction itself, is kind of I mean, you're just like, oh that was it. And still the, the weights continue to be, you know, 150, 200 minutes all the time. So I think I must be just missing the point, but
1: no, that's fine. This, I would say it did. It was as great as like the animatronic elements of mind train are, uh, it, when that's kind of the centerpiece of the attraction, it makes the other two like thrilling sections a little cheap where this didn't go for that. Um, Mm -hmm. it just went for the thrills. And so based on that, I think it succeeds. Uh, The one bummer is, uh, and we knew from early concept art what it could be, and then even in the attraction right at the loading area, it shows Andy's diagrams for how the the coaster was supposed to be. So that's the bad part is you see the elements that got chopped as the budget got chopped. And there there would have been a couple extra little cool additions, but hopefully maybe one day. I mean, the thing is, just based on first day, Uh, first day um, feedback the place is a massive success Um, one
0: of the things I do like about Slinky Dog is that it actually is out the track itself is out into the (laughs) land which is not doesn't happen a lot at Disney attractions they're contained so this felt like it spilled over into the land and you were there underneath Slinky Dog riding around above you so So
2: will it it will close in rain
1: Yes, that's or uh, that's, it's just thunder. Um, tech if, if gosh, there's thunder in the
2: area or something.
1: If it's I, I, it's been so long since I've worked at Disney. Now I think it's the same as Universal. Uh, as soon as lightning is within five miles okay. of the area, then it will shut down. It can run in rain, and it can run if lightning is off in the distance. But then once it hits the gotcha. the five miles, it will close for that. And that that that's a good point to bring up, though. This is now in this state of Hollywood Studios I saw it on Twitter yesterday it didn't dawn on me it's the first outdoor attraction since Hollywood Studios has started this Mm -hmm. revamp everything else is technically in indoors or enclosed and this is the one thing that isn't so yeah it will it will close during inclement weather so keep that in mind
3: for sure
0: and what is the name of the other ride in Toy Story
1: Land are we just going to go by it's acronym no no? not going to go by it's acronym Uh, Alien Swirling Saucers (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is you know what they're using on the Disboards is the is the acronym but yeah, alien swirling saucers um i had a chance to ride it i know you guys wrote it for yep. sure i know it's it's a short ride it's kind of a carnival ride you it know is. it's based on a carnival ride but it's still fun yeah I, we a watched a, a ride through
3: it looked fun it isn't it, look, it the same ride as tomaters it, it is It is. Yeah. yeah,
2: which i love It's a weird thing, but it's one of those things you get on it. You just giggle for the minute and a half that you're on it. It's just
0: fun. It's just a fun ride. I want to talk about the seating on this ride because it's something that surprised me um, was that they did one big seatbelt. Yeah. Because I got in and it looked like there was a bar. And I'm like, why isn't the bar coming down? And the lady's like, there's a seatbelt behind you, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's one giant seatbelt. I was very comfortable. Easily Kevin and I could have fit in that ride. Yeah even leg room would have been fine.
1: So yeah, they're doing, uh, the seating for is is they're allowing two adults and one child to be in the middle. So we asked if three adults are allowed to do that because, uh, back at Disney, California adventure, a few years ago, we were able to convince them to let me, Will and Corey on tow maters all together. And, we just barely fit, but it made that ride so much better because of it, uh, but they're not playing that game here at uh, Alien Swirling Saucers. But no, it is it is a fun ride. There's a whole bunch of different music loops that play during it. It's best seen at night because uh, there's so much lighting effects happening, and there it kind of looks like a half disco, half rave. Going on in there, but it's, like, electronic Toy Story music, Um, and so you'll hear, like, electronic remixes of You've Got a Friend in Me, uh, We Belong Together, all that.
0: Was it Louder? Uh, yes during regular park hours in the party then the yes,
1: it was i th- and i think that's because they were still doing um they were still doing shoots inside yes. the area while we were in there so they had the music piped down but last night when i wrote it it was it was loud and it was like okay now i get it cuz the first time i wrote it is like i had to like listen i'm like yeah. what
0: is go- what exactly is going on cuz i couldn't hear it yeah. but i thought it was because there was an event going on and they didn't want to disturb and that was the, the, the media you know, recording stuff
1: yeah yeah but it's 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 a fun ride. Again, it's like Kevin pointed out, it is uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree uh, to a T. It just has the electronic music instead of uh, Larry the Cable Guy singing terrible songs, which that's what makes that attraction so good. But it, it's just, it's fun. Don't expect uh, the most intense attraction you'll ever go on. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah,
0: I think that's a, a good point for both of these. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. is this isn't, you know, going to be super, super throw rides. They're just more fun rides at Disney. Let's talk about the food option. I can. Okay, good. Because I'm trying to find my menu. So you, you go.
1: no, you are all good. I actually, when I went in, I just suffered through the lines and the lack of seating and uh, got some of the food. And uh, so the the one dining option there is Woody's Lunchbox. It is a quick service window. It's not a, okay. a full quick service restaurant. You don't walk inside. Um, it's you just. You walk up, you place your order, you get it from the window, and then you go to the seating section, which has a tiny, tiny, tiny uh, seating area for it. And they just did not plan ahead for how popular it was going to be, which yeah. is a shame considering they saw what happens when with like Pandora. When you come up with, with a solid menu, people are going to want to eat there, and a lot of people are but there's just no seating for it. So I like
0: the seating. I think the seating was very cool and very ingenious. Uh, One of the seats was, you know, a Baby Bell um, Mm. cheese wheel. It was Mm -hmm. a Baby Bell cheese wheel cut in half, and the back was turned into the back of the seat. So very clever, very ingenious seating. Again, I agree. It's crazy that it's so small. Yeah, They should have made it much bigger. I'm going to read off some of the menu items. Please. Real quick. Sandwiches and more. Barbecue biscuit brisket melt yes uh three cheese sandwich monte cristo smoked turkey tomato lettuce on a multi green bread tachos and mini baby bell snack cheese because that's who sponsors Mm it uh the desserts a lunchbox tart had some of these at the party they were really good yeah Uh, there's kids meals which are grilled cheese and turkey sandwiches there's a specialty drink, and, of course, there's soda and other drinks available as well. So it's not, you know, fine dining,
1: you know? Oh, no, no. It's not fine dining at all. It's just it's sandwiches. However— They're really good. Um, yeah, when I
0: tasted it, it was really
1: good. It's a, there's a reason why Joey's favorite food is sandwiches. Um, <laughs> it's because when a sandwich is really well done, it's, it's delicious. And the pricing for it, uh, the most expensive sandwich is the brisket melt. That's $12.99. So, like the Monte Cristos, eleven forty nine. We're talking reasonable prices. They come with a side. Yep. The sides are a uh, tomato uh, basil soup dipper, which is it's a decent portion of it. Uh, there's a vegetable pasta salad that is like chock full of olives. So, if you don't like olives, you might want to avoid that. Or then you can get tater tots. So it's it's hearty portions for the price. Uh, the brisket we had at the media event, and then I got it. Uh, just separately to see if it held up from when they were trying to schmooze us with it. And I will say it is just as delicious um, and despite the long lines, the quality was pretty much there. The brisket was a little dry, but that's, I said to Tracy on the way over, when you slather anything in barbecue sauce and cheese, uh, it's going to make up for it anyways. <laughs> um, and the Monte Cristo I found to be uh, very good, not not like a Disneyland uh monte cristo so don't expect that but it's
0: like sort of a miniature almost yeah it's not it's
1: not deep fried it's got all the ingredients it's got the ham the turkey the swiss and the raspberry jam just on like a grilled brioche uh toast uh but it's so it's not that big deep fried madness that you'll get in disneyland and then you dip it in the raspberry jam and all that but I found it to be good, still. Kylie hated it, uh, but, you know, different tastes for different people.
0: I smuggled out two of the uh, toaster things for Kevin.
3: Yeah. What did you there think? something I can talk about? yeah. I'm trying to include you in they the conversation. They were good. They were very sweet, but they were very good. And it I was, ate both of them, so it was like, there's no complaining there, right? They were like Pop-Tarts? Like a homemade Pop-Tart, and this had chocolate inside. No, it was more like a brown sugar thing. There was no chocolate oh, in it. it was chocolate inside. No, it was a brown sugar mix. It was good. It was delicious. It had bacon on top. Little... Crispy nuggets of bacon, yeah. They
2: do have breakfast there. Am I right on that? Yes, they're going to be serving breakfast as well. So that's interesting.
1: Yeah, no, the, it's the tarts. Um, those are what started at the Festival of the Arts a couple oh, years back. Yes, they that's right. they, did. they really started to get going, and so they the two options are the raspberry lunchbox tart and the it is a chocolate hazelnut. But I think that's the topping. Yeah, I thought I it was
0: they were billed as chocolate.
1: Yeah, I think the inside is like the brown sugar. I didn't have this one. Um, Kylie's allergic to nuts, so hazelnut involved stay away um but yeah i think it was the chocolate hazelnut on top and then the bacon pieces and a little extra they look delicious and the pastry if you don't like pop tarts try it anyways because it's not that hard pastry. this is soft and flaky it's
3: more of a puff pastry folded over yeah so i
0: just sort of to wrap up i think it was great i had a great time Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be appealing to a
2: lot of people I'm looking forward to going back. Um, I think multiple times I'm going to see things, notice things differently.
0: A lot of detail. I thought there was a lot lot of detail. I
2: thought so too. And honestly, when I walked in, I I just felt happy. It made me smile. Um, We, you know, my husband and I, we were laughing and there was a couple things. I was like, oh, look at that. Remember that. Remember we, you know, so it was just a happy place to be. I just enjoyed it. It was fun. I agree.
1: I would just say my only thoughts still are manage expectations don't expect the moon you'll probably be disappointed if you wait six hours for slinky dog dash you're probably going to be disappointed in it but if you just if you know what you're looking forward to and you have you have specific times that you say okay i'm willing to wait two hours for slinky dog i'm willing to wait an hour for alien swirling saucers stuff like that i don't think you'll i think you'll enjoy it and just if you can't find enjoyment in that, just watch the faces of the kids running around because its they're just truly, truly happy in there.
0: Agreed. agreed, Excellent. Thank you guys for participating in that conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week. We hope you have a great vacation. And go to Toy Story Link.